saddle in and buckle up because it's going to be a crazy one today. Hey guys, welcome back to the Marvel What Now podcast. I'm Kurt. And I am Peyton. And this week, it's uh, happy WandaVision Day. Oh, best, Christmas every best, week. <laughs> best day of the year. <laughs> I mean, it's literally, and I'm truly not exaggerating this when I say this, I'm really not being dramatic, which I know that I can be. It is all that I have to look forward to. <laughs> <laughs> I have the new, uh, you know, Dawn of X comics uh, on Wednesday and WandaVision on Friday. That is all I have. <laughs> it's truly a Christmas miracle. This week had me doing the Monster Mash, Kurt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what the fuck are we talking about uh, Christmas for? This is the Halloween episode. Uh, good point, good point. Well, you got the wrong my holiday. brain was smashed. <laughs> 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 this is the one we've been waiting for, my friend. This is Oh my the god, one. ever since that trailer... Ever since the trailer came out, I was like, that Halloween episode, I gotta watch it. I gotta see the costumes. (laughs) It's just gonna be, I'm looking for Easter on Halloween. Here we go. (laughs) So good, man. I I know. I've gotta stop, like, praising this show. I feel like people are gonna start thinking that (laughs) I'm just, like, the biggest Marvel kiss-ass. But I know in our private conversations, I feel like you and I are really critical of of these movies it's just wandavision i can't really find that much to complain about Mm -hmm. i I mean i think we're i I think we're fair enough here i mean it's an engaging story there's a lot of cool really new interesting stuff i mean this project had i I, we talked about this earlier in in the kind of season that we started here that i feel like this project had more pressure than really anything else it was like you know it was the first television project it's after the pandemic you know black widow and eternals have gotten delayed it's just like what the hell is this going to be you know even even as fans of it you know people were really like they just didn't know what it was going to be and i think for it to kind of be this the massive success that it is um really is a testament to like the the burnout you know answering the burnout mm-hmm. you know what i mean like there this is this is i mean other than maybe winter soldier this arguably in my opinion is already the mar- best marvel property um it's the most like creative and interesting and exciting and it includes all of these you know the marvel elements and it includes things from the past too if you've been watching the entire time so it's like i just feel like it's such a bright future if they continue this kind of quality for all the different properties that are going to be on disney plus I totally agree. Like, uh, Winter Soldier was amazing, but these are two totally different ideas, and I love them for totally different reasons. So I'm just really glad that they're not trying to repeat themselves or come up with a magical formula. Uh, That's always been the criticism. Everybody always says, "Oh my god, it's just the same movie." Blah, 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 blah. I'm not, <laughs> I don't even. I even think there is some validity to that too. There is. I. I don't. I'm not going. You know, we talked about not being the kiss ass. Well, that, I'm not being the kiss ass. Um, uh, so I'm not. And I, I just think that when the quality is there, it's there. You know, and and this is truly one of the most interesting things that they've done. So praises, uh, praise, <laughs> praise due. <laughs> you know. I've totally eaten my words because I know before any Disney Plus shows came out, even before Mandalorian, I totally saw all of those TV show announcements as just a cash grab for Disney. Uh, 
and and maybe it was i don't know but i'm just so glad that the quality of the shows are like mandalorian came out and blew my mind got me even more excited for wandavision and i mean you and i i don't think either of us actually watch the inhumans maybe we try oh i watched the uh, entire season oh i suffered i suffered oh, oh i did bless I, you. did. <laughs> I did i know i know i took one for the team um and uh why did you just bring that up i had like forgotten about that i'd forgotten about that show <laughs> so... am i am i triggering all your your traumas within Peyton vision uh yeah, yeah uh, no that show was terrible we we have to just, we have to cut this out of the park <laughs> <laughs> We're cutting this out of the of the, uh, of the episode today because the Inhumans is that bad. Um, no, let's I'm... just wipe it out of existence. <laughs> please, Wanda, well, that please, was... please, please. <laughs> In this case, please change it. Uh, well, that was their like first attempt at TV, and everyone was just so you know rightfully disappointed and I'm just so glad that they kind of were able to turn the ship around and and truly make something awesome. Um, but enough about just the blanket uh, praising. Of Marvel and WandaVision. Let's get into it, let's, man. Let's. So I did not expect Malcolm in the Middle being sort of the the primary influence of this show. Based on the trailers, I was totally thinking it was going to be a like Dawson's Creek, <laughs> like Felicity, like '90s kind of like drama. And then when that intro started, like immediately it took me to You're you know Malcolm the in the Middle. <laughs> to leave Tommy in the middle. Um, it just worked out so well. Super like, playful I... and fun. Uh, the shot of Agnes with the, like, velour tracksuit pants and those people, you know, the <laughs> What did it coat. say? Naughty? Yeah, it said naughty on her butt, uh, <laughs> which, again, we'll get back to that in just a little bit. Um, I, I agree with you. The credits had me absolutely dead. It just had that kind of, like, you know, all, everything in the 90s always had that, like, I'm gonna go to detention, and I love it. <laughs> like, it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. It just it did have that kind of like, yeah, like flipping off the camera, like, like kind of post grunge American Americana ness yeah. to it. But it's like super cute, and like again, like we talked about, he's not Uncle Jesse in this one. He is that kind of like you know he's the troublemaker, Quicksilver, and you know he's like you know giving the noogie to Tommy, and they're like clearly attached even in the um, even in the intro. The song oh, lyrics definitely again. Can you talk about the song lyrics? Uh, I actually didn't uh, write them down. I need. To, <laughs> I'm bad at that. But uh, did you happen to? I did. I did to... take. I did take it. I, I I watched it twice today. I don't know how many times do you have you watched it today. Twice have you watched it? <laughs> Are we crazy? <laughs> I'm uh like two two, two and, and a half. half. Okay, well you're even ahead of me. Oh god. Well then I just have better notes. Oh my gosh. So well, I one of the <laughs> if you had said two and a half, I would have said. <laughs> I've watched it seven times, damn it. Catch up. <laughs> um, I did take this note down because we, you know, we talked about this and I felt like the, you know, the lyrics are always, uh, they've kind of made these songs up. So the lyrics always reflect kind of what's going on. And it said, um, let's keep it going. So there'll be no way of knowing who's coming by to play. So, I mean, I, I think that just, <sighs> okay, Kurt, we t- we, let, let me just say this up front before we start talking about like the plot points <laughs> of the episode. We talked about this. I've now 
overthought myself into overthinking everything. <laughs> like, I don't <laughs> think it's Mephisto, and then I think it's Mephisto, and now I think it's Ultron, and then now I think it's Agnes, and then maybe it isn't Agnes. I, I, I'm confused, and I think that that's exactly what they want, but I really, really hope, and you and I spoke about this right before we started talking about this, that it isn't a complete misdirect, that, you know, the clues are there, but I, I don't know if they're too on the nose for people that are just watching you know, I, I'm not sure. So I, I'm just, I'm curious to see kind of what the big reveal ultimately is. I think that's what I'm saying is, is like, are they going to lean into what they've been leading you along with the breadcrumbs or is it going to be a complete about face? And is that going to make sense? Do you know what I mean? I have, I wish I knew, but I honestly have no idea where they're going with it because they have to just be messing with us, right? Like they mm-hmm. knew going into this that everyone would have expectations of, oh, it's Mephisto because this happened in the comics or, you know, there's already source material that they can borrow from. So they know that that'll be people's expectations. So do they adapt the story and lay clues for maybe the the not avid Marvel fan who just casually watches and doesn't pick up on all of them? Or are they just trolling us? Because at this point, there's at least one Mephisto reference per episode. There were several this one. And that, to me, has to just be, like, getting people excited, but then flip it at the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, and maybe there are other distractions. Like, maybe, again, like, maybe they're using Evan Peters as a distraction from the other thing. Even though they're showing clues, it's like, oh, well, look over here. It's Evan Peters you know, don't look at the man behind the curtain kind of situation. Like, because mm-hmm. people are just going to be talking more about, and that's what the community has been, the response over this past week, like, oh my god, is this Fox X-Men? Is this, like, the first thing? Are we getting mutants? Like, and now that's exactly what's happened. Nobody's even talking about anything else. You know what I mean? So, is it is, like, Mephisto doing that to Wanda, but they're <laughs> also doing that to the audience? They can't be that smart, and if they are, I am qu- I'm done watching these shows. I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> I mean, you said you had a dream about Mephisto last night. Yes, or a, a nightmare, I should say. Oh, here we go. Here you go. You did not. <laughs> he did not. <laughs> Actually, I do have, um, you know, we're talking about who's sort of pulling the strings and who's behind uh, behind this. Because the second time I watched this, Evan Peters, uh, his Quicksilver had a line. Uh, what does he say? He's like. He's talking about Wanda's powers and how he knows what she's up to and he's okay with it. But he says, has a line like, well, it's better than giving people nightmares and something about shooting things out of your hands. And it seemingly is talking about Wanda and her powers. But maybe in that moment, he's revealing that he's nightmare. And, you know, nightmare is maybe like, well, I'm tired of just creating these fictional environments like you can actually warp reality like now there's a power i mean i know i know i i i guess because the the the, we already know the narratives are going to connect into dr strange and then probably i mean more than likely so in spider-man and i think there's another reference to that in this this episode as well too that there there has to be something that does make sense do you know what i'm saying like as Mm -hmm. much as i think they're that they you could bet oh they're going to do some big wild twist and i do think that there is still going to be several big reveals not only just about what's going on but about like there's going to be reveals that we like don't may may not even realize at first now too which i hope are all (laughs) excuse me i hope that they are all 
just kind of like mind blowing, but they could go either way. And I, I just don't know kind of, I don't know. I want it to be something that makes sense though. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. I, yeah, you and I have talked about like, we don't want the misdirection to be there just for the sake of misdirection, just to like be shocking in the end. I, I want things to sort of tie up and make sense. If it makes sense, I will happily be like surprised and glad if I'm 100% wrong in everything we've proposed, but I still want it to make sense. And you and I even chatted before about how if it's not Mephisto, since that seems to be the one that everyone expects, like, is it a missed opportunity to introduce him? Because this would be such a, a fascinating, weird, out there way to do it. But it also scary. somewhat scary for sure. And like somewhat ties into the the comic book lore. So if it's not him, man, I, I don't know what else it could be. We've uh, or if like that black... isn't the ultimate goal. Do you know what I'm saying? Like if that isn't like what's trying to be done maybe they don't do like a full-on reveal he's not like the full-on villain even though i still think that that would be the strongest choice if you know it's like in service of kind of situation you know what i mean like there's just so Mm -hmm. many other clues there that i go like we need to ask our friend adam (laughs) as a as a (laughs) casual fan if he picks up on all these things to think like they're gonna summon the devil here like do you know what i mean like is this, is this what's happening here and then would marvel even go there are they gonna do some sort of like how do they make it happen there's a they could do a lot of things right here they could have a supernatural introduction they could have more magic they could possibly do mutants um there's a lot of things that could <clears throat> that they can really go with and leave open once the show is is done and you've mentioned bringing up mephisto moving forward uh you know, with the Spider-Man movies, um, what was the the storyline from the comics? One more day. Yes, like if they were to introduce Mephisto now, like it's the perfect time to do that storyline. Uh, you know, if they're bringing in the McGuire Spider-Man and and Garfield. I mean, you know, one of the things. <clears throat> so we let, let's get into the episode because I think this this goes to to I can kind of connect a point here. So we start at the beginning of the episode. Everything again, we see this kind of chaotic. Uh, we Billy um, direct addresses the camera, which in the television world is not something I think has, has happened prior to that one in terms of the show. Everything's been like within the world of the show. The breakdowns mm-hmm. have been happening, but then it gets back to like the show. There's never been like an, a direct address. So that was cool. That and also we see Billy breaking out of the the sphere. As the episode happens, you know, he, he sees, he hears vision, he hears everything happening on the outside. He's very confused. He doesn't really know what's happening. He just hears those things. So it, even at the very beginning, by breaking the fourth wall and talking to the audience, he's already kind of displaying his powers. Do you know what I'm saying? Even if he doesn't realize it. <clears throat> I still don't know what they're going to do with the boys if they don't do Mephisto, like how they're explaining how they came about like i i'm really curious will they survive after you know we'll get to the thing with vision um crossing through the barrier later it's like okay well i can't can things survive out there is you know i mean obviously monica does (laughs) you know obviously like the clothing does and we know that the molecular structure of it is now changed um but does you know, vision doesn't, <laughs> but is he pulled back or is it because of the, the reality warping magic that's happening? When the last episode we see after Wanda 
walks back into the barrier. She kind of turns it from blue to red. And we never get an explanation what that is. But now that we see Vision, you know, unable to stay outside the barrier, maybe, you know, want to put some kind of extra magical protection on it. Like no one escapes. So it's sort of like pulling Vision back in or like anything that escapes can't survive. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We have to talk about the costumes. The costumes. (laughs) I mean, even having seen them like in the press release before and all the images and stuff, every single one of them, you know, we were right about the Quicksilver outfit with the more kind of comic book with the blue and the hair. And, you know, Tommy has the hair as well, too. I mean, just absolutely adorable, amazing. And just the... I, I just think the costumes were just absolutely incredible. Incredible. Oh, and we actually see Vision go from, he does the transformation from his Halloween costume that he's wearing, and he goes into his sort of authentic yeah, MCU like, Vision modern costume. And I think, you know, when the episode ends, we still see Wanda, uh, we're still on the Halloween episode. So I, I'm curious how the next episode will pick up. Because we could definitely see Wanda do that same transformation where she's in her retro comic book outfit and then, oh, a big battle breaks out or something. And she like lifts the veil and she's suddenly in her like modern day equivalent of that classic. I mean, the Scarlet Witch is born. I mean, I think that's that kind of happened already this moment as well when at the very, very end. And I want to wait to talk about all those things because there's so many things that happen at once now want to get to those i want to build up to those but yeah yeah the true scarlet witch being born in the mcu <laughs> people i think people have mean... asked for it people have asked for it this entire time oh it's not the real scarlet witch you know they've had to jump through all these hoops to create the character and keep the essence of her in the same way <clears throat> and even more so i feel like with all the magical background which i still think we're going to explore and with the parents and i think there's still going to be some big revelations that are going to come up with that um uh yeah i i i just she's she's almost here <laughs> uh she's not the scarlet witch she's a sokovian fortune teller i mean absolutely I, there again there there are so we how can the 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 kind of double talk that happens through everything almost every character sometimes when they say things there's a double meaning to it sometimes it's wanda sometimes it's the other character you know what i mean sometimes it's vision sometimes it's it's so kind of disorienting in every way because some people are in the reality and some people are not and then they break it and then they are back into it and then they say things that have seven meanings at once <laughs> you know one sentence can have mm-hmm. seven different meanings so you know that point as well too could that be how wanda again she doesn't know how all this started did she go to a sokovian fortune teller and that's why that's you know that's why how we got into all this who knows that's true agnes is the could be the Sokovian fortune teller. We we do see with Evan uh, Peters Quicksilver though that he has this total awareness of what's happening, what she's doing. He's neither well, he's kind of like you know playing the sitcom role, but at the same time is like totally cool with it and doesn't seem to have that snapping in and out. Like same of same as Wanda. Like when he starts talking to Wanda and he's like, you you know you can talk to me. She has this, it's not her snapping out of some kind of mind control. It's just her wanting to open up almost, Mm -hmm. which, you know, could be a very interesting introduction of uh, Quicksilver as actually Mephisto, because who else would, 
you know, if there's anyone that could convince Wanda that what she's doing is right and, oh, it's not that bad, like, she would take her brother's, you know, word for it because she loves him and trusts him. And so, like, who else would be more perfect for the devil to appear as and convince her to keep doing what she's exactly. doing? Exactly, brother? exactly. It all feels like complete manipulation. It still feels like complete manipulation. Even if he says, it, he's like, you know, I'm uh, yeah, I'm doing the thing where I'm like, you know, the, the causing trouble for the husband and making sure that you understand. <laughs> you know, and like, again, you said he, mm-hmm. he, he says to her in their private conversations, like, uh, he just even Peters reveal the character reveals so much about I think both what happened to his Quicksilver like we said and then what is being you know he talks about the thing when he disappears or whatever when he like <clears throat> what does he say when he uh, when he walks away or like when he when he talks about when he disappears and then he's like and I just was here <laughs> I, I just was here so. yeah he's like I heard I heard your voice and I came mm-hmm. running mm-hmm. it sounds very like you know oh poetic and you know like why question a good thing but it's also like why why wouldn't you like it it seems too easy why isn't your brother you know more concerned about all this which is kind of a shame that we never truly got introduced to aaron taylor johnson's quicksilver because i'm finding it really hard to draw connections between the age of ultron quicksilver and evan peters quicksilver Mm -hmm. like there's not enough of that character characterization or, or personality traits that you can like pick up on we're we're just kind of understanding from wanda's perspective like oh this is her brother from age of ultron he just looks different because the memory of how he looked would be too traumatic but also like how convenient for someone who's wanting to be in a disguise and who are, yeah exactly exactly it's like it's almost like they feed the thing to her because he goes why do i why why do why do you look different i don't know why do i look different <laughs> like they, they turn it back to her like why did you make me look like this and then she's like i don't know <laughs> you know what i mean it's like mm-hmm. and it, it is a, a further form of manipulation he's we talked about uh throughout the entire episode in the tv world he just seems like oh the like rebel um uncle who's like you know makes the kids precocious and is like you know doesn't take any rules but really he actually is like he he makes stabby noises to the kids and he's like ah, and he makes all these like faces if you watch his actions mm-hmm. he really makes these like ah, and you could look at that as just like the uncle being silly with the boys but it also is like if you watch the scene when they're when they're in the street i pause this and there's another really major moment that i sent a picture to you too which i'm like oh you think you're gonna get by me i know i can see you <laughs> i see you there um when he is running around i pause this the second time that i watch when he's running around the street when they're in the street out in the daylight everyone is frozen when he's like when when um herb is talking about like they smash the pumpkins and they they these attack with the silly string like everybody is in that same frozen state in the background that you know when the woman's hanging the clothespin up and she's like crying and she just keeps doing her and her husband keep doing the same actions over and over when vision passes by now that's right near wanda when that happens but quicksilver is the one who is causing all the chaos if you will he's the one who's causing all the, the like trouble in the town did you just say the word chaos? i did i did i did <laughs> uh, i mean i think that's a very fitting word for him showing up and uh, 
going back to what I just said about like not having enough from Age of Ultron Quicksilver to draw upon, like I don't know if what he's doing is him playing this character in the WandaVision show or if maybe the actual Quicksilver was kind of like rambunctious and playful and snarky and uh, but it, I think it could easily be explained as you know Mephisto just messing with people well, in the like, very beginning starting she, off slow in the very beginning sorry she she says she goes that's not exactly how I remember it because he tries to talk about something from their childhood and he goes oh you just probably suppressed a lot of the trauma he says that right to her he said I, I wrote that line down he says that very 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 specifically and then the children they they cut over and it says you know mom's been really weird since uncle Pietro got here and then in that moment I actually in the second time that I watch it when Billy breaks Pietro's watching him in the background he Tommy is not looking at him, but Pietro is looking at him. So I noticed that in the second time as well, but it's not like when Billy broke away, it's like, you know, in the narrative, when people start talking to the audience, it's like, I'm talking to the audience right now, even though the people that I'm in the scene with are right by me, they're not paying attention to that. And then I break back into the scene and then we continue. If you look at that, that's what it seems like. But he does say that, he says specifically, oh, you probably just suppressed the trauma. Yeah, that's that's what you did. So do you think that is Quicksilver or whoever is actually posing as Quicksilver sort of aware of all the fourth wall breaking or sort of aware of kind of the quote unquote behind the scenes action. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think the Evan Peters character is in disguise. I think that that's what it is. And I, I I made the joke before I made the the noises off joke that, you know, (laughs) when Wanda visions happening that behind the scenes, it's like, Give me a doghouse now. <laughs> we need Quicksilver. We need Quicksilver in five. Quicksilver has to be stage left on five. <laughs> you know what I mean? So they're just like, well, fuck. And they pull in from, in from the X-Men reality. The Quicksilver there is like, I don't know. I got, you know, that he talks about, it's like Evan Peters switches in and out of himself too. It's like, he talks about, he's like, I don't know. Some chump shot me in the street. And then all of a sudden I heard your voice and I was here. Is that how the X-Men Quicksilver Peters died? And then that moment they went, oh, we can take this one here. Throw him on stage scream. And then he's like, <laughs> but then maybe Mephisto, I, is that too confusing? Does that make sense? Like, Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it does make sense. But I feel like we're just at the, the mercy of the writers and <laughs> whatever they want to do. Is, is what they're going to do because I could see it going 20 different ways. And I that that's genius that they've been able to pull that off because I think any, any direction that they want to go, they've set themselves up for it to work. I'm just curious what what they'll actually like plan for. As I wish I could have been in the writer's room when they were coming up with the, the idea for this show. And, you know, they got the 50s, 60s, 70s and onward written up on the board and they're trying to draw inspire, you know, what shows should we draw influence from? And someone like just really had passion for like Dawson's Creek or something. Yeah. And, and someone's like, how about Malcolm in the Middle? And everyone's like, great idea. And they're like, aw. Like, I just wish I could have seen the arguments, the like about the 90s uh, back shows. and forth. But yes, you damn like, millennials, get over it. Like, let's do Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Like, no, <laughs> let it go, Curtis. Friends was like 30 years ago. It's okay. <laughs> I watched Friends versus Survivor 2. It's not a problem. We can move on with our lives. Um, <laughs> I what if like Brian Cranston comes in as Ralph and it's like, hi, I'm Mephisto. <laughs> <laughs> 
that'd be a cool choice. Brian Cranston is uh, as Ralph. Um, you know, uh, Pedro Pascal. I, I, I have well, he's been cast as, as everything. Might as well put him as everything. Um, I have to mention in the there's two other things we have talked about Herb in the street scene out in the daylight. Again, they're having Halloween out in the daylight, and on Wanda's. On Wanda, did you notice this? That when it's Wanda on the street, it's daylight, but then Vision is in the darkness. Did you notice that? Like the lighting is completely different. So like, it it becomes darker later, but earlier on when Vision's there, it, it's like I, maybe maybe I'm just reading in too much to that, but it just felt like the lighting was like completely different. Oh, I have that's... to mention, I caught this and I sent you the picture, and you were like, "Oh my god." In the scene when they're at the uh, when Quicksilver is running around and, and Herb is saying all the things about it, he's uh, he's messy, he's spraying everybody with silly string, which I think that that is them tying up the people in real life. I think he's actually tying the people up and they're trapping people in the real life, which is what is, which is, what is happening. Hmm. In the background, it just for a second, there is a flash of someone in a dark black costume and it's over Wanda's shoulder and it happens, I swear, just for a second. The camera actually focuses on the person in the background then it cuts over to Wanda because she's in the foreground. And it's this person and he, and everybody else is like in the Halloween, Quicksilver literally runs by this person and that person is staring right at her and it looks like this like creepy witch mask. Uh, It's like that, you know, with the long nose and the creepy goblin face and that kind of stuff. It's a black shawl. There's like a white shawl with a person and i was like i see you that that to me is who the person is i mean i i, I the cl- again they i do think that they're purposely putting in all these clues because they it's almost like they're playing a game with everybody as well too it's like which one is like which one is throwing you off they make a reference to kick ass in this in this they, <laughs> they, they, you know which evan peters and aaron taylor johnson were both in that i feel like those guys have been just competing for roles their entire careers and then they played the same damn role and then one of them took it over you know so there there's it's like they're purposely going oh we know what you're gonna get we know what you're gonna pick up but inside of that we're also gonna throw you know we're gonna throw a a real threat we've already seen in far from home uh this had to be pointed out to me afterwards i didn't catch it in the first viewing but they're you know mephisto or not not mephisto mysterio and his crew or whatever they're hidden in the background, like keeping tabs on uh, Peter, like before the big fight scene. Mm-hmm. They're just like in, in street clothes. And so, I mean, they, they've done that trick before. I think it could definitely work again. I'm telling you all, pause that, pause that scene. I swear that's what happens. Um, let's jump outside. Let's jump outside and talk about some of the outside characters, the characters, the sword characters, the new super team, everybody's darlings, Monica and the crew, you know, make a spinoff immediately. Monica, Jimmy and Darcy. Who knew Jimmy had moves like that? I mean, I did. I had faith. Maybe, (laughs) maybe Scott showed him a thing or two since, uh, since Ant-Man, he showed him a card trick. Maybe, maybe, or well, not Scott. It would probably be hope. Let's be honest. Hope has probably trained with Jimmy because she loves him and she wants to, you know, make sure he can kick some butt too. So I'm sure he's, uh, he's been training in between. Okay, so this is my new theory. Um, as Wanda expands the the Westview anomaly, it's going to suck in Jimmy, and he's going to be the gambit in the MCU, just throwing those magic cards. Oh my God! Take- now you're blowing my mind. And then, uh, um, <laughs> and then Kat Dennings is going to be rogue because she can be all like she kind of already lit. She just needs to have a Southern accent. There you go. There you go. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Did they get sucked into the portal at the very end again? 
Jimmy? I believe Darcy did. Darcy then... did, but I don't think Jimmy and Monica did because they no, they had the uh, the must go faster moment, and then they were also and... going to meet Monica's um, connection, who I guess finally we're going to see who that is next week. We're finally going to that's going to be revealed who that is, which that's just another reveal um, out that could be so, <laughs> so many, There's... and then even. They just keep setting up these like little seeds that they can always go back to. Like even the, I think the first time we see like outside Westview and we see Sword, they've got the uh, the Stark drone that we had seen from either last episode mm-hmm. or two mm-hmm. episodes ago, and it still has their sort of hex, chaos, magic, whatever you want to call mm-hmm. it, floating around it. And he's like, "I want a full report within the hour," or whatever the dickhead says. We've got to talk about uh, that dickhead, of course. Uh, I know. <laughs> obviously, Monica, we, we find several different things that Monica's cellular structure um, has been completely rewritten twice. Again, I mean, mm-hmm. again, I, they're setting up something. She's going to have powers. Um, so, obviously, that, that's being set up there. Uh, and that her relationship with Hayward took a really, really hard turn to the right um, this episode. Could you talk about maybe what you think about that? Like, what, what were your thoughts about that? Well, I... I don't know if they're going with just the route of, oh, he experienced something for five years more than her. So he's going to like he's changed. He's not the same person. He even says, you know, like people like you have the luxury of optimism or or something like that. But I he definitely has some kind of grudge against superpowered people. He calls out, you know, Monica's past relationship to Carol Danvers. And I, my theory is that he's being set up for some kind of mutant role, like the Senator Kelly uh, hunting down kind of either X-Men, mutants, or, or superpowered people. Because I think he'll be fired or something by the end of this. Like, maybe he gets thrown out on his ass and, you know, that's when he becomes a, a politician maybe and tries to go that route because no, you know, sword or shield or whoever won't hire him. But he's he's definitely got some kind of grudge. I know you've brought up some connect possible connections between him and Ultron. Do you want to chat about that? I, I just the, the, I I think that he just was completely different as a uh, I, I, you know they, are they already going to set sword up to be like oh well we're duplicitous now too which I'm not saying they need to be this like shining beacon of goodness but like obviously Nick Fury works with them now if Shield failed too obviously he wouldn't want that same thing to happen. I just felt like there was a a really different tone this time between it was almost like a really uh, malicious tone like a really disrespectful tone like if he think like the, from the very beginning when he meets monica he thinks she's amazing you know what i mean like and if she is there's no reason i feel like why he would be so disrespectful why he would use his mom her mom do you know what i mean like it just felt it, mm-hmm. it felt particularly cruel and not like your head's out of the game, Rambo. I don't think you can handle this. It felt more like, you know, personal. It did feel personal. And it also just felt like such a, a hard turn to me. I mean, there's also, there's always the turn that, you know, or the, the I've read several places online that, you know, in the Avengers, uh, um, the, the cartoon Earth's Mightiest Heroes that Ultron for a while hid as a person. He, he turned into like a person that frankly kind of looks like uh, Hayward. Um, and that worked in like a government position and then he revealed himself so you could take the line as you know you don't know what it was like when the lights were off like maybe when vision dies at the very end of infinity war ultron who's been dormant the entire time comes alive or he goes active because he realizes that vision is offline now 
Um, and then mm-hmm. you also mentioned that that Hayward is obsessed with Vision's body. We find out that he is tracking not Wanda. He's tracking Vision. He's tracking Vision in the portal. Is that because of the vibranium itself and they can't track where Wanda is? Maybe, but then they can track where everybody else is. They, they know where all the other people is, or, or, or excuse me, they know where everybody else is. So, uh, I, you know, he's got so many secrets here. Um, we, we also, there's also still one that we don't find out, or maybe, maybe Darcy, I'm assuming Darcy probably did find out about it in the time when sh- they show you, like, she's like, what are you hiding, Hayward? And then that's when the vision comes out. That's when she runs outside. So I'm sure she probably learned it before running outside before everything happened with the sequence of vision at the end. Uh, but there's clearly another big reveal with him in some capacity, no matter what that would be. I thought it was really strange that he was tracking vision only. He's been obsessed with vision's corpse the entire time. He really seemed upset in, about Monica. Now we can recontextualize that earlier that he was mad that she stole vision's corpse, that that was what he was upset with that She broke into sword and stole his body uh, maybe he's been trying a way to re- to fix that synthesoid and upload his unconscious. I mean, that's kind of a crazy theory, but there's definitely something going on with him outside of it. And, you know, Ultron is connected to her trauma. They, they specifically mention him in the credits again. They specifically show Pietro in the, uh, the, uh, the Aaron Taylor Johnson Pietro. They show him dying. Maybe they just showed that to give you a, glimpse when they when he's like shot the bullet holes to give you a reminder of that maybe uh but they're also giving you i mean they're making him more visible too even if he isn't in the show so oh i don't know (laughs) i don't know (laughs) why don't you have all the answers you know kevin was supposed to call me and we were supposed to talk about it last week but you know i think he's just a little bit busy right now he's got two shows in production we're gonna have uh you know falcon winter soldiers coming up so he's a busy guy but i'm sure he'll let (laughs) Kevin Feige doesn't return my calls anymore. <laughs> He's not in my top um, eight. Yeah, I'm curious how they'll develop Hayward because it, he's a new character. We haven't seen him before. Maybe something changed in the past. Yeah, maybe Monica, you know, misinterpreted their relationship. Maybe she thought they were friends before, but maybe he's just one of those people that loves to play the the politics game. And, you know, now he's in this position of power and oh, here comes back the daughter of the found, one of the founders of S.W.O.R.D. Like, I, he knows he's got to play politics. Like, I got to have her on my side. Like, I'm going to keep the waters cool. But then, like, the first sign of trouble, it's not even trouble. It's sort of uh, challenging his Correct. authority. We saw it in the episode where, you know, he calls Wanda a terrorist. And Jimmy's like, well, that's an oversimplification. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, you know, that sort of, I don't think it's disrespectful, but from his position, he sees it as disrespect, you know, them challenging his authority and first chance he gets, he's like, get mm-hmm. him out and of here. And to Darcy, who's the person uh, he brought on, he's like, do you work for me? And like, and then she's like, I don't think so. <laughs> do I? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, I'm sorry. Did you discover this yeah, on your own? Yeah. Like, like you're really good at bossing people around, but you don't but come up what with What did you provide here? Except um, trying to kill the person who almost <laughs> killed all of us? Great. I think the fact that he was the one to introduce the the security footage of Wanda breaking in and, and taking Vision's body, there's definitely more to that story. I don't think it was as, while we're over here talking about Mephisto and there's witches and all these stories, like maybe Hayward's just like, uh, you know, Vision's body was was stolen and, you know, they weren't 
honoring his wishes to be dismantled. Maybe that true, all true, that was could bullshit. Totally true. We could be totally, all, um, totally looking way too much into it. But definitely, maybe Wanda something with that last secret that Darcy was looking up, and that's going to be a big reveal about him and something else outside of you know outside of the actual reality box. I think they're trying to like cover their own asses in some way. I could see after this happening, they're like look, we're totally unprepared for any future threat. Like, when someone has an, a, a magic glove that can snap everyone out of existence, like, guns are right, obsolete right. at that point. So maybe they're trying to find their own way to, like, recreate the Infinity Stones maybe. on their own. And maybe Vision and Wanda were both prisoners in that sword base, and they're like, okay, we're going to use Wanda to create the, you know, Reality Stone. We're going to use Vision to recreate the Mind Stone. And Maybe Wanda, like, she broke herself out, and she's like, that's it. Like, I'm getting vision. We're breaking out of here. Um, I don't think S.W.O.R.D. are, are the good guys that they, they claim to be. Maybe it's not a Hydra hiding in S.H.I.E.L.D. kind of thing. Maybe they're just really freaked out post-Thanos, post-Snap, and they are getting into some dark shit trying to protect themselves. I, I keep wondering if the show will go dark, if it will, like... You know, because if it does reveal to all this and like, you know, <laughs> you know, the kids are, I mean, like, I hope they do. I mean, like, I'm not saying it needs to be like Reservoir Dogs by the end. I just think it needs to be emotionally cathartic. <laughs> does that make sense? Like, it needs to have like, uh, it really is going to have weight and consequence. That's why I think they talked about this concept of death. Okay, so the commercial. The commercial this week was kind of creepy. <laughs> it was kind of scary. <laughs> As all things were in the 90s. Uh-huh. It just search kind of Capri like, Sun commercial. It had that, like, um, uh, celebrity deathmatch kind of animation. That, like, <laughs> Clay <laughs> Fighter 3D on Super Nintendo, if you remember that game. Oh, like, my God. I love you for referencing <laughs> celebrity <laughs> deathmatch. that game? Like, that, it had that same kind of, like... Oh, is it? Yeah, I remember that show on MTV. And It looks like good. Play-Doh animation. It's like Wallace mm-hmm. and Gromedy. Yeah, it had that. But <laughs> in it... Um, okay, so there is a child, first off. There's several different things that happen with the children in this episode we've got to talk about. There's a child in this one that's having... That's starving... Uh, that's all by themselves. They don't have anybody else. What comes up to it? A shark looking for some prey. Okay. Offers it magic. It offers it magic to change its circumstances, to, to change everything that happens. Then it keeps trying to open the magic, to use it, to use it. And then it starts to slowly deteriorate and to die. And I think that that is there are so many different things that happen with the children in this episode. And I definitely think that that is a kind of, again, a a kind of metaphor of everything that's happening. And will they go to this place where the kids are being siphoned for their life energy? Like, is that where the children have been? There's also, I also think like maybe is Wanda purposely hiding the children because she knows that that's what they're after. So that's where they've been. Um, it, I, there's just something going on with the kids in the town, and there's there's something that is going on with them magically. It's for the children. Everything is for the children. Are they trying to sacrifice the children in this town to, frankly, to bring Billy and Tommy to life? And if they come to life, they are the child. You know what I mean? Like, there are a lot of things that that happen in this. That 
lead to that. <laughs> <laughs> we saw it was right at the end of the the previous episode where Wanda and Vision are fighting, and he's like, "Where are the kids? Like, I'm always looking at this empty playground." And suddenly in this episode, oh, the entire town is full of kids, and I sort of saw that as Wanda. Uh, you know, she's realizing that the facade is breaking down, like people aren't, they're becoming aware, they're noticing all the cracks and, and mistakes. So she's like, all right, you want to see children? Boom. Here's like a town full of children. But I, you've seen the the Rick and Morty episode where they're trapped in the simulation, like inside a simulation, you get all the people, you know, the mailman going like, my man. And mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's running yes. on like the lowest <laughs> processing power there is that was def i was that was the vibe i was getting with this episode wanda being like okay like no kids boom now there's kids and then you see the woman the the mom hanging the decorations like caught in a loop and her husband behind her is caught in a loop and that to me felt like uh you know only wanda can only do so much with her power with her focus with whatever she's doing to to make all this happen and as she starts bringing in these family and more kids like that starts to break down the the further you get away from wanda and her family and the closer you get to you know she mentions ellis avenue like the closer you get to the barrier that's when her magic starts like break down because she can't run the town at 100 percent capacity 100 percent of the time well, okay, we hear the. Uh, this is my notes, though. Okay, so when Vision sees the barrier, that's when he starts to hear the children's voices. Okay, so then we cut back, and it's cutting back between that and her over at, at the corn festival talking with Quicksilver. Now, in this, he actually specifically asks her, he goes, Where were you hiding all the kids from until now? So she's been hiding the children until now. Wanda has been doing it, not using them, hiding them. I think she's allowing them to be this. Also, when he started asking those questions about her, then he starts talking about how impressed he was at how like her powers and how I didn't even know. You know what I mean? He just starts talking about you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like not the Evan Peters Silver that's asking her about why is your accent different? Or like, I don't know. I just heard your voice and I was here. There's like a sincerity to that one. But then the other one has like kind of a chaos to him. And he's the one who's like, ah, making all the thing. He makes the really cruel thing about, uh, you know, your husband's uh, he's dead. He can't die twice. So mm-hmm. in that moment, I also thought this too. I wrote this down that he, he looks like he has the Ace Ventura, like demon hair. I know that the, <laughs> <laughs> it's what it looks like, right? Come on. White devil. White devil. He quits to watch Did you just call me white devil? Leave that part <laughs> out. Um, <laughs> But he has that. It, when you first see it, it's the comic booky Quicksilver. It is that look. But in that context, I was like, "Man, that looks real demony." It does look real like horns ish. And he asks her all those questions, and he does say that he says, "Where were you hiding all the kids until now?" So there's got to be something where maybe they're trying, or like they're they're trying to access the kids, but she's got them held. Does that make sense? Like, I think subconsciously Wanda is protecting some people, if that makes sense. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I was getting, based on his reactions and the things that Quicksilver was saying, I read him as sort of being envious of her powers, but not trying to, like, overly be envious Mm -hmm. uh, to, like, throw it off. 
because you know if he is someone posing as quicksilver you don't want to play all your cards that you're interested in the magic Mm -hmm. because maybe the the ultimate goal is to build up wanda's power or maybe her like energy grows the longer she's in westview uh and then at the end whoever is doing this tries to convince her be like okay your powers are a burden why don't you give them to me and then they you know use those her powers for whatever plan of action they have but quick you know the conversation that wanda and quicksilver were having in the town square he starts to talk about not just the children but he's like yeah so you kept families and couples like you you made kept them together personalities are basically like who they are in the real world so even though she's transforming the environment around them uh yeah you get the sense that like mr hart and his wife you know like him being mildly or you know just blatantly racist like maybe that's who he is in real life Mm -hmm. and it comes off a little, you know, more lighthearted in the show, but it's still kind of messed up. But we see so, the woman crying when she's doing the thing, so she knows what's happening, and she's just doing mm-hmm. it. You know, I mean, she's just being made. So it's always like they're trapped inside their own bodies. I mean, we've seen that many times now. The, the people in the town, if you watch that, if you pause the scene when Quicksilver's running around, they're they're in the background. Some of them are moving, but then they're frozen. They're 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 like props. They're just stuck there. They're like the they're like the people when Vision goes to the cul-de-sac before he flies up into the air. They're just frozen there, you know. And there's mm-hmm. a lot of people in skeleton costumes. I, I, I watched that the second time as well. There's a lot of people in skeleton costumes. Again, is it they're siphoning off the life force of these people to create this? I mean, there's got to be a big sacrifice if this has been happening. You know, I mean, they're trying to make this happen. And and uh, uh, when Vision, you know, when Vision does break through the barrier, we finally see what happens to him. We finally see what happens to him. <laughs> vision, man, my God, one thousand ways to die. Vision version, like are they just <laughs> killing him? Like <laughs> the ten lies of, of vision. So you're talking about the the woman crying as she's like hanging the the laundromat and stuff, and we find out that the further you get to the barrier, or the closer you get to the barrier, like the further away from Wanda, the more the simulation, whatever, kind of breaks down. So we're we see Vision talking to some of the neighbors. They're not responding. The only sounds you hear are, you know, closer to town. They're far away. The street lamp, and the street when, lamp lights are flickering. Mm-hmm. And then when Vision flies up, he sees a the person who's arguably the closest to the barrier. How convenient that it's Agnes. Mm-hmm. Who, of all people. Uh, and so he flies down and talks to her. And even though she should be like, if she's truly in on this, she should be you know, completely frozen, non-responsive, maybe crying, but she's not crying. We hear the car running um, and she's actually slowly responding. And so I took that as she has to be playing this part. Like she's trying to, she's acting as a host or I've been watching Westworld. She's been acting as a host or whoever in this world because she doesn't want to let on that she is fully aware. Like, she's in on this. Yeah, I took that scene as a misdirect, too. I know people are going to argue and say, like, that she, you know, Vision wakes her mind up, but there's just that, the witch thing, the cackle that she does for the first time was so evil. Uh, she goes, uh, the lines that she, that she actually says to him, uh, first off, Vision doesn't even know what the Avengers are. He doesn't even know what the Avengers are. Um they they find that she says took a wrong turn got lost and then vision goes 
in the town that you grew up in and then agnes just has this like look like fuck <laughs> like he's got me and that's when he wakes her up and then she's like am i dead and he's like what do you mean but you're she's like you don't why don't you know that's because you're dead you're 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 an avenger you're dead and then she goes how no one leaves wanda won't even let us think about it all is lost and then that's when she takes a second and then she gets that look and then she has this evil witch cackle. So like, I agree with you. I, I do think there's a moment where you think that she is like Norm because I think Vision, this is the first person other than uh, Norm in the office that uh, uh, Vision has touched, right? So yes. to me, that's just like they're tricking you in the audience and thinking like, oh, well now he's woke her up and now she's woken mm-hmm. up for the dream. And maybe she is in a way, maybe like, maybe... I mean, she's kind of slowly losing her mind to me, too. I think that is happening to her outside because of everything that's happening. Do you know what I mean? Like, she is aware and all that kind of stuff, but I think she's also, like, that's why she was tired with the kids and running all over. Like, I think her magical power is also, like, getting to its limit as well. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, she's the only one that we see in the opening credits of the the TV show, or the only other non-family member included so she has to she has to be one of the main signature roles exactly there's just no way that that to me again feels like a complete misdirect you know she has a twitter handle there's only four people that have a twitter handle and it's you know wanda vision pietro and then her agnes the neighbor is what it is on twitter so like come on we're getting close and I, i do think that that scene was a purpose purposeful misdirect uh yeah absolutely like they're just they're like, okay, everyone's caught on by now. She's Agatha Harkness. We gotta like throw them off at the last minute. Like we'll play into that for a while and then change it up. But really, it's gonna play out the way everyone thinks it is. Whether or not she's like in on it or she's like a quote unquote bad person, I, I, I'm not sure. But she is definitely definitely Agatha Harkness, and then some kind of significant role. I I've always felt that she's the uh, sort of Caecilius to the Dormammu character. Like, you know, as much as we talk about Mephisto, like, I think Agnes is the main The conduit, yes. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Yes, I completely agree. That's going to be the... the I, I mean, I just... that That's the strongest narrative that they set up. Again, she could be in service of something else, but, like, she is clearly from the very beginning been something that's going on here. And, and, you know, it is like, it's Scarlet Witch's enemy. I mean, Agatha Harkness is like her biggest enemy in the comics. So it's like, why would she not be <laughs> like, it's, it's mm-hmm. awesome. Like it, it, this is a big real, I hope she doesn't die. I hope she isn't gone forever because she's just so amazing. Um, but yeah. Okay. Now we've got to talk about vision coming out of that barrier. That's a, that's a crazy, crazy moment. Yeah. So Darcy's tracking vision, you know, right, right as he's crossing the border, also, she just realized that he's he's tracking Vision, so there's got to be some reason for that and not Wanda. I'm sure we'll find out. Um, but he he starts to break through and just, like, immediately is being torn apart, like, mm-hmm. eroded. And I'm not sure if he was being destroyed. It kind of looked like he was being pulled back in, like, sucked back into that reality. We saw Wanda in the last episode do some kind of magic flick and swish and turned... Uh, you know the the wall red so i think that was her kind of putting up some kind of extra defenses and it's clearly to not just keep people out but you know seems now to to keep people in 
And to keep Vision alive. Yeah, yeah. I mean, at the very end when it's almost like, and, and you can bring it like the difference between him and Monica is because Monica did exist outside of the bubble. So someone like she could expel like just a random person and they could exist outside. They would be changed, but different. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. But vision, because he was created with inside, it, it felt like he, that when the pieces were being ripped off of him, it felt like they were being pulled back into the reality. It's like they were being sucked back into the hex itself. Cause then he starts to, the special effects were amazing. That part, even the second time I was watching it, I was watching his body and watching all the effects around his body a lot more. It was super cool. All that yellow and all the like, the like bright yellow kind of going through all the, like kind of like it would be the veins but it's his like you know circuitry in his body when he is like deteriorating there and he's like dying there you know that's when billy runs up <clears throat> now again we see we see the powers from both of the kids the kids have their powers now and and tommy's speed looks like quicksilver at the first quicksilver in the beginning his speed doesn't have that blue sheen that uh, aaron taylor johnson's does the first scene does not have that but then in this street scene it does and then when tommy and him do it it does as well and then tommy when he's running by himself as well we also see billy's magic which is blue which is just like it is in the comics it also looks like he has the same kind of telepathy telekinesis powers that wanda has does he have the reality powers who knows but he does have that same kind of like i mean he stops tommy in his tracks you know he's the person that stops him and then he can hear outside of the portal which for someone who has never existed before to like hear a voice outside of something that you don't even know is happening i mean that kid is experiencing like the matrix in the moment you know (laughs) he is he is like being unplugged as it's happening so that there's just so many things in that last like five minute sequence that happens so then he runs up and he comes to wanda and he's like mom 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 dad's in trouble dad's in trouble and then boom she's like and then she just expands the hex she makes it even bigger and bigger um you know it it gets pushed out we see obviously darcy gets trapped in it which i saw a hilarious thing on twitter with someone saying that her costume is going to be someone was like this is what darcy going to look like in the next episode of wandavision and it was her in uh, her two broke girls (laughs) (laughs) which were in the like 2000s era so they could kind of make that work if they do it that way um but then vision obviously we see the cool the amazing shot oh god i love that shot so much when it like we see the barrier passing through everything and it changed everything to fit the reality. The tank goes into like the, you know, the truck, everything turns into the circus tent vision coming back to life, you know, and it's just, Oh, that, that, that sequence was so, so good. How fitting that the sword base turns into a circus. (laughs) I mean, come on (laughs) again. It's like, it's so on the nose, but it's so brilliant too. It's like, come on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That they're totally making, uh, Oh, just that end part was amazing. Amazing. You were talking about Wanda. Yeah. Expanding the, the bubble or whatever it's called, but um, actually she does that. I think it's right after vision. What does he say? He says, uh, it's not like your dead husband can die twice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I mean, he's, we already talked about him kind of being aware of everything that's happening Wanda gives him a look and then blast his ass like back 20 feet in front of everyone. Um, also in that moment when she kind of like freezes every, all the other townspeople, her twins don't, don't freeze. They're right. still moving. Right. So I don't know if that's her, you know, she just didn't intend to freeze them as well. Or if it was going back to when she tried to put them to sleep, like maybe that magic just she can't doesn't control work them. them. I, that's the thing. She, that's the one thing she can't control. I think mm-hmm. that's totally just another uh, another 
uh, subtle hint at that as well. We there's she says something incredibly crucial uh, because when vi- this they, again all this happens within like three minutes and it's like there was just like three pages full of information right here at this very end when <laughs> she and Quicksilver are talking at the end he asks her how did you do it how did you do this like how did, I did he talks about the complete jump in her powers that's when he makes a comment about you used to just be able to control things with your mind and make people see scary things now how did you just change this and she this is the quote I wrote it down the second time she goes I don't know how I did it I only remember feeling completely alone empty I just endless nothingness. And that's just like, you know, but then it cuts to, you know, it, that's when it cuts back to when Pietro is dead. So she says that, and then she looks over at him. He's dead in the shot up portion. And then she's like, <gasps> and then she comes back and he's like, are you okay? And she's like, yeah, yeah. That's when vision is breaking through the barrier. And he says, you know, the people need help. It all happens <clears throat> all at once. So, I think we also saw what is going to be the big like if we don't stop this this is what's going to happen you know what I mean is that it's going to she's going to change the entire world like that's what I think the people on the outside are going to be trying to stop because obviously the hex got bigger and now if you actually looked at the barrier it is in the shape of a hexagon it's shaped Mm -hmm. like a hexagon so I think we're meant to Uh, believe that whenever people are talking about being inside the Westview bubble and feeling, you know, emptiness and loneliness and grief and whatever Wanda's dealing with, what if it's actually Agnes? Like what if Agnes is maybe her real name is Agatha Harkness, but she's not this like, or maybe she has some kind of witch. I don't know, but she wants to use Wanda, like maybe in the snap Agnes, Maybe we never see Ralph because Ralph is dead. All this is mm-hmm. to bring back her. They're husband. feeding off that. The, they're feeding off the loneliness and the pain and the sadness. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And that's what's giving life to whatever that they're trying to do. Yeah, like maybe uh, Agnes is a witch, but nowhere near as powerful as as Wanda. So she develop devises they have to this use plan mm-hmm. to to bring back Ralph or, or somehow. And so it's not just Wanda's trauma. Uh, that we're feeling it's also Agnes or maybe everyone is like maybe that Wanda's trauma is so powerful that she's using it to like make everyone else is feeling that because Wanda is feeling it it's like she's projecting her 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 it's like her her loneliness and her sadness is becoming more and more and more and more does that make sense like because she's Mm -hmm. creating this bigger and bigger bigger reality to hide the truth do you know what I mean so everybody is being affected by her feelings that's why they're in pain because she's the person in pain or she or she's pushing that pain out of herself into everybody else but that's actually what that's what agnes needs that's how that all of that pain from everybody is powering what i i mean the true rebirth of the children i think i think that's where they're coming from for the children i mean exactly all of it was for the children i mean if and think about it if they're going to sacrifice an entire town it's for the children that that, that that they're they're making the they're you know kind of like <laughs> paranormal activity like you know like we are the witches coven where this is our sacrifice <laughs> we have to kill you and that's like the you know the horror ending 
Um, I, I, I could see it being that there were several demon references in this episode again. Quicksilver calls the children demon spawn. Um, I, he tells them to unleash hell. He tells them to unleash hell. Um, the When they go into the um, uh, the corn maze kind of party in the square, there, there's a specific shot of like a... It's actually, it looks like the face of Venom. It looks like the Spider-Man face, but distorted into like a big demon. But it is a big demon inflatable. Um, there's there's just several things there. So... <laughs> I, I I do think all of that is true, <laughs> is exactly what it is. Well, I think it's time for the the big question. Uh, the, what now? I'm gonna I'm gonna try to keep this concise, okay? Because we're gonna it's, it's like a prediction, so I'm gonna keep it just <laughs> concise. We we're we're gonna see who Monica's friend is. Uh, I think next week. I think next week the we're going to find. Out. <laughs> I thought you were going to. I thought that's all you were going to say, and I was like, "Wow, that is pretty." Good. No, 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 no. We're going to find out who Monica's friend is. We're also going to find out how this started. So a, 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 a revelation of the beginning of this. Maybe Wanda meeting Agnes. Whatever got this started. That's what I. I think we're going to touch on. Not all of it. But I think that's what we'll see. Mm-hmm. What about you, Kurt? What now? <laughs> uh, so we've got what three episodes left? Three more. Three more. Um, I think it'll be the next episode. We'll be dealing with all the craziness that happened in the last two minutes of this episode, and then episode eight will be maybe the flashback episode where we find out, you know, how it all started. We go back to the beginning, we see before Westview, and then the final episode will be everything sort of tying up nicely in a, a perfectly uh, wrapped package, but then also like just throwing that into the fire and being like, uh, we don't know where we're going to go from here. But um, I, I do think we'll get a reveal from Agnes, you know, a little more into who she is, how she plays a role in this. Uh, I agree. I think in the next episode, we'll see Monica's uh, engineer friend. It has to be so big because they've been building it for a couple of episodes now. And she says, like, we're meeting them within the hour. So, you know, it's coming up. Um, I think Mephisto could still be behind this, but Agnes will for sure remain the, the main player. And I think there could be some kind of tied to energy and all this um you know and going back to ant-man and the wasp they talk about quantum energy is like the next gold rush or whatever um and darcy talks about you know all the power that wanda's channeling so there could be some kind of connection there i think we'll find out that what they were doing with uh vision's body wasn't as you know honorable as just abiding by his Mm-hmm. Um, his uh, uh, will it's definitely something shady going on there. We'll find out more about Hayward and why he's such an asshole and what he's doing. And at some point, we got to get the the tease of Monica's power. I do think in the so we haven't gotten any post credit scenes yet, but I think the last episode 
the finale will have a post credit mm-hmm. scene, just sticking with their Marvel tradition. Oh, sure. And there's a there's a chance that could uh, set up Monica. Maybe she like she's at home, you know, after all this dies down, and then she accidentally does a photon right, blast right, or, right. or something. We also um, didn't mention uh, Pietra's line about saying, "I've got the old XY chromosome." Definitely an X Men shout out. There's definitely another X Men reference there as well too. So. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I cannot wait. Man. Do you do you have any uh, predictions on what a uh, we're still three episodes away, but what a post credit scene for the show could look like? I think it's going to be a lead into Doctor Strange. I think that will be the lead into Doctor Strange, whatever it is. It, it, yeah, a lot of people think he's going to be the big reveal at the end, but I still think it's going to be something more mind blowing. But I think it's going to be the lead in to that movie. That makes the the most sense to me. I, after hearing about you know what Elizabeth Olsen had teased with there being a Mark Hamill level cameo, if I remember, I think if that was something the interviewer like they phrased the question that way, and Elizabeth Olsen was like, "Oh, sure, yeah, there'll be one." Um, so I don't know if it'll be like as massive as everyone is is claiming. I mean, I think Evan Peters probably would have been like the biggest right. reveal of the season. Um, but I think Doctor Strange would be, you know, just as exciting and then makes sense for the story. Absolutely. 100%, my friend. Well, I think we are on track to, uh, have some good predictions for the show. We've already, some things have come true and something, I don't know if we've been proven wrong on anything yet. I'm putting my money down now. I've said it. It's Agnes and she's trying to bring back Mephisto. I'm sticking to it, and I think that's what it is. <laughs> I'm right there with you. Uh, would you like to mention the fact that we're going to be doing uh, switching to some new material coming up soon before we kind of wrap things up here? Yeah, so uh, pretty soon as you know, Marvel starts rolling out some new stuff, we will try to branch out and do some other uh, podcasts or just talks on uh, I believe Falcon and the Winter Soldier is the next thing. The trailer just got dropped for the Super Bowl. So we'll be chatting that. We've also got some other ideas, you know, how to introduce the Fantastic Four, how to introduce X-Men. So for sure, be on the lookout for those coming out as well. And this is a podcast, but be sure to follow us on uh, Instagram, uh, TikTok, Twitter, all the social Everywhere, media all the things. Uh, at Marvel What Now. <laughs> Be sure to like and subscribe. <laughs> Marvel, what now? Like and subscribe now, damn it. <laughs> Wanda compels you. <laughs> no, I do. Love us, please. Yeah, like and subscribe for the children. <laughs> like and subscribe, please. God. God, no. We we worship the devil around here. <laughs> we worship Mephisto. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, thanks for sticking around, everyone. And uh yeah, be on the lookout for some new material coming out Next soon. time. I can't wait, man. Partner in crime, Peyton Conley. Pleasure as the always. The pleasure is mine, sir. Good day. Bye. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening to Marvel What Now podcast. This is Kurt. For more theories and custom artwork, you can follow on social media at Marvel What Now. And I am Peyton. And for more pictures of me shirtless and just general buffoonery, you can find me on Instagram at P for the number Peyton, P-E-Y-T-O-N. Be sure to like and subscribe at the bottom. And we will see you when we see you because we owe you nothing. <laughs>